In this episode of the Eurovision Sport Radio Podcast, we take a virtual trip to the IBU Biathlon World Championships in Pokoljuka in Slovenia. The Winter Wonderland location played host to biathletes from around the world, but not to any fans. Covid rules meant that the competition could only take place in front of officials and the media. And whilst that failed to dampen the competition, it certainly brought a different dimension to the audience listening at home. For Sweden, this was their best world championships ever, with six medals, one gold, three silver and two bronze. Our producer Mickey Curling caught up with one of Swedish radio's reporters on site in Pokoljuka. I'm Isabel Gradin, uh, working for Swedish Radio here at Biathlon World Championship in Pokoljuka. And uh, I work as an interview reporter uh, at the stadium, so I'm doing the interviews with the biathletes when they have uh, reached the goal. <laughs> so we're speaking to you today on an off day, a little bit of a quieter day for you than it would normally be during competition. But where do we find you today and what's the weather like? <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, actually down by the lake uh, here in Bled, where we live at our hotel. Uh, and uh, it's such beautiful weather today. Uh, the sun is uh, warming in my face. And uh, I think it's maybe like um, minus one, two Celsius. So perfect weather today. And we're talking to you halfway through these world championships. So by the time this is published, this will be out of date. But how are things going for the Swedish team right now? It has been very good so far for the Swedish team. Uh, Sweden got uh, three medals so far, so uh, uh, it has been really fun to uh, be at the stadium. Now, of course, this event is taking place, like many sporting events, behind closed doors without any fans. I mean, that must be really strange. Uh, of course, it, uh, it's very different. Um, they got like um, record um, sound that they're playing in the speakers, but... No, it's not the same feeling like maybe in Antolts last year. I, I wasn't there, but I, I understand that <laughs> that was incredible with all the audience. Now, Isabel, we've actually caught up with some of your other colleagues from across Europe who are on site there covering these world championships. And it's interesting because Jerome Val from Radio France, you know, he, he has pointed out that the lack of fans actually brings a whole new perspective uh, to the competition. Of course, I have some memories of the previous competitions with uh, thousands uh, of fans, the fervor, the enthusiasm, the shoutings. Here in Pokluka, nothing of that. It's another point of view. We can hear the coach's instruction. The noise of the ski on the snow. But sport is above all emotion with this new organization something essential is missing and sometimes I wonder why I continue to talk about sport when the stadium are empty when uh, fans uh, stay at home sport on the radio is an emotional experience but uh, since one year it's more complicated of course so let's just uh, demonstrate that this is the finish of the men's individual relay and yeah, I mean, you, you've got the PA system with the announcer. But obviously, you know, you'd have the commentary on this uh, on the radio, but without the cheering fans, it's hard to know that this is the conclusion of the competition. 
obviously it's difficult to convey sporting emotions without the fans there, but that's just one factor of covering sport in these interesting times. I mean, Isabel, how is it working? How does, how does the COVID testing work, for example? Yes, uh, we had to do just um, one COVID test just to uh, get into the country, into Slovenia, uh, and to get the accreditation. And then uh, when we got here, we had to do another test. And uh, today, a week after, we have to do uh, a third test. So, And uh, we have to use a face mask on the stadium and, of course, uh, wash our hands uh, properly and uh, um, keep distance to each other and also to the biathletes, of course. Let's hear again from uh, Jerome Val from Radio France. In these uh, championships in uh, Pokluka, uh, there are two uh, sanitary bubbles, a red one for the athletes and the organization, and a yellow one for the media. And when you are on the site of the competition, in the middle of a giant fear forest, it's very beautiful, but it's impossible to cross paths. The paths are marked with the red color and the yellow color. And the only point of uh, meeting is the mixed zone to make interviews with uh, the athletes. Uh, it's a long way with uh, compartments for each media. And there is a separation. It seems to me like uh, a pit, like a gulf, because it's very, very long. Uh, between the, so th this separation between uh, us and the athletes. Otherwise, we cannot meet them uh, close to the bus uh, or at their hotel. And I think this frustration is shared by David Nietzsche from Czech Radio. I can interview the athletes only in the mix zone. There is a wide corridor between us. And uh, yeah, in last seasons, I was used to do some reports behind the scenes, some backstage reports, uh, because uh, I have quite a good relationship with Czech biathletes so uh, I I could visit them at the hotel I could do some reports from I don't know for example their dining room but uh, yeah I, I don't want to complain I, I know that it's the only uh, one possibility how to speak or interview them so yeah I I understand these rules of course so. In, in this time. Yeah, I guess everyone's doing the best they can. Let's hear some positive vibes from Alias Gocha from Slovenian Radio. So far, Biathlon has managed to, to do everything right and so we can enjoy a wonderful season. Some things were definitely easier before, for example, meeting people, but I think the sport has found a way to overcome these challenges well. Obviously, we sports reporters, journalists are very lucky to be able to do our job, commentate on great sporting events, do interviews with global stars and find interesting stories. Back to you, Isabel. I mean, we're hearing about the stresses of covering this competition during COVID times. But of course, you also have a responsibility to convey everything that's happening in this wonderful competition for fans who just can't travel at the moment. Uh, yeah, we, we got a big responsibility and I think uh, that's uh, often where radio is like the best and the radio uh, reporters to just to describe what we can see with our eyes and to deliver that to the audience. And I, I really, um, when I was doing the um, we got um, one guy who took uh, silver yesterday and um, I just uh, thought about that when I was uh, going to describe his emotions and uh, what I could see um, 
just after the race, uh, like the Swedish flag was coming up and the prize ceremony. Uh, so I just had that in my mind, you know, the audience was at home and but I was there and I wanted to just to explain the best I could to the audience. So yeah, you've got a responsibility to the Swedish fans, especially the Swedish fans who've not been able to travel. But what about the home fans? What about the Slovenian fans who haven't been able to come and watch the competition uh, on home soil? Here's Alias Gocher again from Slovenian Radio. It's like in a fairy tale here, mountains of snow, and especially with all the restrictions that we had in Slovenia in the recent past, many people haven't been able to enjoy going to places like this. These World Championships in Pukljuka are definitely special for anyone in Slovenia who loves biathlon. It's a small venue in the middle of nature, it's not the biggest when it comes to the number of fans that come here when they can. It's not the most accessible, but it's definitely special because of all that. I think the nature of our job is to adapt to difficult situations and find solutions, otherwise it's hard to enjoy it and be good at it. But in terms of being here in Pukljuka, I just wish the weather keeps being as perfect as it is right now. Snow and rain can be good when you're in your commentary box, but if you're outside, I think most of us love standing in the sun and enjoying the views. As Aliaz says there, uh, it's a fairy tale location, but fairy tale locations and mountains of snow and freezing conditions don't always play particularly well with uh, your equipment, do they? Um, yeah, the hardest day, the competition day, was the first day, uh, Wednesday, when there was a mixed relay, because uh, there was snowing so heavy you know, wet snowflings. Uh, so um, I have to cover all the equipment so it doesn't uh, get wet and uh, maybe it's destroyed. <laughs> uh, that was really, really hard because I, and the papers, you know, all the preparations, you couldn't see anything because it all just uh, blurred out when the <laughs> snowflakes hit the paper. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, it's um, kind of tricky conditions because, you know, with the pandemic you have to keep like two meters distance to the um, um, biathlete when you interview them um, and and that's kind of tricky you have to do you have to need like yeah more equipment than usually <laughs> now just because i'm a massive geek when it comes to these things how are you guys broadcasting live from quite remote locations uh, oh uh, we got like uh, live live view backpacks uh, that we can uh, yeah um, carry around if you want to um, and then uh, we also got uh, like an app uh, on our mobile phones application uh, that we also can record and just uh, send to uh, uh, Stockholm in just a few seconds so that's uh, and we can also send live from our uh, mobile phones if we want to. Now I don't know if you've seen it or not but uh, a few days ago the IBU put out a video celebrating World Radio Day. And it's uh, kind of some of the athletes yeah, here. Yeah, I, I loved yes. It's some of the athletes having a go at doing commentary, which, as you know, is a, a very specialist skill. Let's uh, have a quick listen to some of them now. Now we are on the final sprint. Hannah gives it all. It's really it's going to be tight. This makes maybe bronze for Sweden. She comes to the finish line. Elsio. I think it was really entertaining and um, it shows also how, how hard it is to, uh, uh, to commentate, I think. Uh, but I think the, the Bytelitz did a really good job <laughs> and, uh, and I love to see 
all the clips. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's compare that uh, commentary from the athletes, and I have to say it was very good, but let's hear a professional in action. This is David Nietzsche from Czech Radio. Now, I'm not going to pretend I understand anything that he's saying there, but that's uh, our colleague commentating on uh, decisive shooting, apparently. Um, but that's a professional at work. And of course, the, the clip that was put up by IBU for World Radio Day was a fantastic bit of social media. And I gather, Isabel, that you know, you're very active on Radio Sporton's social channels. Uh, yeah, my heart is like, uh, I'm, uh, I like social media uh, a lot. So I, I, you could say that I'm interview reporter and uh, social media. Uh, I'm doing a lot of content here from uh, Pokaluka. Um, I try to do like small video clips on Insta stories, uh, uh, just during the race from the mixed zone or maybe from the shooting range. If I uh, just film my colleague uh, when he's uh, doing interviews. Uh, with the coaches there uh, and I also do like we do a quiz uh, just a biathlon quiz uh, and uh, uh, just um, interact with the audience uh, they can ask questions to the biathletes uh, and then we uh, ask them uh, in the mixed zone so uh, the audience can hear <laughs> the answer both maybe on insta stories and also uh, in the radio do you go into any particular day with a plan for your social media or is it about reacting to what's happening in front of you? Uh, we got a plan, uh, but then it's also like uh, what is happening. Uh, you know, yesterday me and my colleague was uh, in the press conference center and uh, we saw on the TV screen that uh, there was a ski cross from uh, Sweden, actually. Uh, and uh, there was uh, Sandra Naslund who won the gold, uh, Swedish gold medal. Uh, so then we like uh, make make a video film ab about that as well, and that was just like really spontaneous. But uh, you know, we show that we are everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're in uh, Pukeljuk and uh, just uh, watching uh, from Idre in Sweden <laughs> on the TV. So uh, we try to come up with just. Uh, planned things and uh, also spontaneous. You mentioned just then your colleague. What's their main role on site? Uh, my colleague is on the shooting range uh, interviewing the uh, trainers um, and and also like commentary when the bite leads uh, uh, is on the shooting range. Um, and then we got uh, the commentator and the expert uh, in Stockholm. Uh, but uh, our expert is coming down here for the second week. So that uh, that should be really nice. It's a common debate, isn't it, about uh, whether you need to have commentators on site, whether they can commentate off tube, the benefits of having at least a reporter on site. Here's uh, Jerome Val again from Radio France. To be on site uh, or not, it's a legitimate question because well, we cannot walk like before, but we have to persevere. If we begin to stay uh, at our office in the redaction uh, in uh, Paris, in France, uh, it would be harder for us to return to the events when the sanitary situation will be better. And with respect to the athletes, we must be on site. We have to see them. And I guess 
it's important for them to see us. So the trust must be uh, important in this uh, difficult period. It's uh, David Leach again from Czech Radio. It's uh, really important to be here um, because I can do live streaming of the competitions from commentary cabin. I can interview the athletes immediately after the competition. So, yeah, of course, I can work on it from home. I can call the biathletes after the competitions from Prague. I I can uh, comment it their competitions from the studio, but uh, uh, there's no live contact with Pogluka. So I think uh, it's good to be here due to maybe some backstage information. So... Yeah, I think I'm more useful here. Alias Golcha from Slovenian Radio, he also adds that it's really important for you guys to be on site at a time when the fans actually can't travel and can't be there themselves. It's different if you're here than if you just go to the studio at home. It opens up possibilities to do more to give the listeners and viewers a better insight into what is going on. Perhaps that's even more important now that spectators can't really be at most sporting events, so I would say it's important to be where the action is. Biathlon has such loyal, amazing fans and we really do miss all the flags and the costumes and hearing the crowd roar as the targets fall on the shooting range. I'm really determined that at some point in these podcasts we stop talking about coronavirus and the impact that it's having on sports, but you know it really is manifesting itself right now with the lack of fans on site and the bubble that you guys are having to operate in. But Isabel, let's rewind to... 2020, March 2020, as sporting events started to get cancelled around the world. I know that Sweden took a, a bit longer than everybody else to maybe head into into lockdown. But what impact did the cancellation of sporting events have on you in Swedish radio? Um, we get like uh, two and a half uh, hour every evening uh, at um, our um, radio channel, uh, where we used to have like... Uh, six, seven live arenas from maybe handball, maybe ice hockey, maybe soccer. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> um, from one day to another, there wasn't anything. Um, but uh, I think uh, my colleagues uh, done a really, really amazing job to just, uh, okay, what are we doing now? We have to do anything else. Uh, so they can come up with uh, competitions. They can come up with, uh, you know, audience competitions looking in the archive um, and think from there can we listen to like uh, the Olympics uh, 2000 in Sydney <laughs> uh, highlights from there. Sounds like every broadcaster across Europe you know really pulling out everything they can to keep the, the sports programs running but what impact did it have personally on you? Actually I was uh, partly on maternity leave uh, so I just uh, <laughs> listen to the radio from the sofa <laughs> at home uh, but uh, when I started to work again I was uh, at Radio Sporten uh, at Swedish radio but I know that uh, some of my colleagues was uh, on other departments at Swedish radio so maybe the news department that had a lot to do uh, those weeks. So you mentioned your baby there and you know for me personally I traveled a month after my baby was born and that was really painful. How does it feel for you right now to be away from home? Uh, it hurt <laughs> uh, more than I uh, thought it would do. Uh, but um, I think it's okay. I, 
I'm happy that uh, you can use like uh, yeah you know FaceTime and uh, such uh, so so that I can see my um, my daughter at home uh, and I know that her father is uh, uh, doing a really good job so I'm not worried but uh, it's uh, it's tough it is I'm uh, I'm uh, not uh, home for uh, 16 days so th that is a long time um, but. Uh, I'm happy <laughs> to be here as well, of course. Uh, it's my uh, job and I love it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so you're there now and that's fantastic. But what's your career story? How did you get into this? Um, I started to work as a news reporter, uh, but I have always always uh, loved sport and I, ha I have been uh, um, competing in athletics uh, myself uh, when I was younger. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I I love journalism and I love sport. So uh, then I sent an email to Radio Sporten to the Swedish radio, and I got a summer job there. Uh, and after that, I uh, just <laughs> continued working there, um, and I'm so happy to uh, that I get the chance. Now Eurovision Sport have just published a, a report called Reimagining Sport Pathways to gender-balanced media coverage. And Swedish Radio gets an amazing write-up on page 44. And let me just read this quote to you. Women commentators at Swedish Radio's Radio Sporten have been a natural occurrence over the last 10 years. I mean, how does it feel for you to work for such an organisation? Uh, I'm, I'm really proud. Um, personally, I think it's really important to uh, have both female and the men um, working in like 50-50, so I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of uh, Swedish Radio and uh, I think we're doing a good job and I think uh, we also have to um, keep up the good work and become even better. You travel to a lot of sporting events, a lot of international sporting events and you meet fellow journalists from around the world. Do you feel that Radio Sporten is ahead of the game in this sense? I think it, uh, I can see that uh, it... Uh, comes more and more women, especially in the um, mixed zone, in the interview zone. But uh, that's like when I do interviews with the biathletes, I don't think, okay, it's it's a woman in front of me or it's a man in front of me. It's like it's a world, champ world champion in front of me. But of course, it is really, really important and I'm proud to be here, um, of course. But maybe not just like a woman. Um, I'm proud to be here as an interview reporter. You mentioned interviewing men and women in the mix zone and biathlon is one of those fantastic sports where everyone competes on an equal platform. But there's you know, some other sports that still have quite a long way to go, wouldn't you say? Of course. And we, I think uh, the last years we have seen like in the soccer games, uh, the women got uh, more um, spaces in the newspapers and uh, more uh, TV uh, time, so uh, I, I think it's coming. Just uh, give it some more years maybe, but uh, I think it will be more equal uh, in other sports as well. But um, I like like biathlon, like athletics, where you don't um, just think like, okay, that's men and that's women. It's just, uh, just sports and it's, it should be equal. Yeah, exactly. Right. 2021, I mean, by the time we publish this, uh, whatever we say is probably going to be out of date. But how is this year looking for you from a sporting point of view? Um, I'm not sure, really. Um, of course, uh, because of the pandemic, uh, we have to do like uh, quick changes in the schedule. And 
Um, I think I will be home in Stockholm uh, mostly, uh, working with the Olympics uh, from home, from this, from Stockholm, um, and um, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I will look forward to be in uh, Beijing for the Winter Olympics. That's my next big uh, travel that I know of. Okay, Isabel, I've kept you way too long in these freezing conditions outside your hotel, so I'll let you go now. Um, what's the rest of the day got in store for you? Uh, going to enjoy the sun, I think. <laughs> it's uh, it's really wonderful here in uh, Bled. I haven't been here before, and just to look out on the lake and see the white uh, mountains around, it's uh, it's so beautiful. Maybe maybe taking and eating an ice cream or something. <laughs> and and a COVID test, don't forget. And, perf- oh, and a COVID test, <laughs> not to forget that. And um, to prepare for uh, the ladies' competition tomorrow as well. Well, wishing you all the best with the COVID test and the prep. Uh, listen, thank you so much for your time. It's been really fascinating. Thank you. My thanks to Isabel Gradin from Swedish Radio, as well as the colleagues you heard from France, the Czech Republic, and of course the host nation of Slovenia. In the next episode, we'll be taking another virtual tour, this time to the FIS Alpine Skiing World Cup Finals, which will take place in Lenzerheide in Switzerland. 